Welcome to the League of Melanated Gentlemen podcast. My name is Spencer, and I am one of your hosts on this podcast that we do for your enjoyment, for your listening pleasure, uh, for your commute, or for your work, or for your just free time. Whatever you're doing, we're here for you. Today, I am joined by the other members of the League of Melanated Gentlemen who have come here today to give you a review because we are tapped in. Hey, that is Brandon. Allow me to reintroduce myself. No, this is Jordan. I kind of always have that in my mind. Oh, but wait! There's more! I'm sure that if you have listened to us before, you know that we have a resident Star Wars expert. And I will let him introduce himself to you now. May the Force be with you always. (laughs) David has arrived. Yes. Yes, David is here with us because we have for you a Star Wars review. And what is a League of Melanated Gentlemen Star Wars review without our dear friend, David? Yes, sir. Yeah, for the the record, this is not Mr. Percival. Uh, This is David. You know what? I'm going to come up with a Star Wars nickname that I'm just going to have to introduce myself with or something like that going forward. Because Mr. Percival is a popular character. I can't compete with that. (laughs) (laughs) You're Darth David. How about that? No, I'll take. <laughs> oh goodness! Um, before we start into the review, uh, we have to talk about a couple of things first. So, Jordan, can you tell the people where they can talk to us? Yeah, of course. If you've been tapped in, as uh, Brandon likes to say, uh, if you've been tapped in. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and now, and now, <laughs> the newly. Fresh out the box, white Air Force One wearing Instagram. We are now on Instagram. Uh, you can find us all at the same name at the League of Melanated Gentlemen. Um, yeah, search us there and uh, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a subscribe. Uh, you know, all the things that all the influencers say. Um, yeah, that's everywhere. League of Melanated Gentlemen. And then also, this week we have wrestling with Worldwide Willis. Uh, that is Brandon's wrestling podcast that drops every Wednesday. And, uh, you know, Brandon talks about the latest events going on in the world of wrestling, as well as gives his top fives. And, you know, he might have a guest on. He might you know, run it back solo. So, yeah, be sure and check that out this week. Yes, this week we <laughs> have DC Animation with Spencer and Friends. I always have to, like, think what week it is and <laughs> to get it right. Uh, but, yes. Spencer, what movie is on the docket for this Friday? Uh, it will be Superman versus the Elite. So, Superman versus the Elite, you have days to watch the movie, and you can check out the review. I will say that uh, James Gunn did say in this upcoming universe, the Elite is going to play a part of it. So, you know, if you want to get a little head start on the DC Cinematic Universe, uh, you can start by checking out, you know, DC Animation with Spencer and Friends. And yeah, that's everything. Don't forget to rate and review us also on any of the streaming platforms that you use, whether that's Spotify or Spotify, as Brandon likes to say, uh, Apple Podcasts or on uh, any other streaming service that you use. Yeah, check us out there. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. Uh, 
Today, we are reviewing the first two episodes of Ahsoka, the newest Disney Plus hotness that has dropped for Star Wars. I'm going to read a synopsis for both episodes in my own words, and then we're going to talk about it. So, uh, let's just go ahead and jump right in. Episode one. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, damn it. Yes, damn thank it. you. People don't uh, even know. Jordan, Jordan <laughs> go ahead and run that for me. Listen to these words, for they may determine your next course of action. This is your official name brand League of Melanated Gentlemen spoiler warning. We are issuing this spoiler warning not only for the piece of media or content that is in the title of this episode, but also for the world or the universe in which that piece of media or content exists. If you are not caught up, I would highly recommend you pause my voice, you catch yourself up, and then you join us once again. If you are all the way caught up and or if spoilers do not offend you, please enjoy. Okay, now. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> My boy just went in hard, didn't he? Didn't ease it in. Whoopsies. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Um, You know, I'll have to be better about that. (laughs) The force is not with you on that one. (laughs) The force was, in fact, with me was the problem. (laughs) So uh, now that you know that there are spoilers coming, uh, we can talk (laughs) about it. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for keeping everything in line, Jordan. Really appreciate that. That's what I'm here for. And so, episode one, part one, Master and Apprentice. We open with text rising through the screen, letting us know what's going on. Captain Hale is surprised to find that Jedi are looking to board his ship. He pretty immediately knows that they're not Jedi, and they start laying waste to his ship crew because they are, in fact, not Jedi. They are there to break Lady Morgan out because she has been captured by Ahsoka. Ahsoka visits a temple and locates the star map that will lead her to Thrawn. She is attacked by droids, but makes pretty easy work of them, and then they self-destruct. Ahsoka is then made aware of the fact that Lady Morgan has escaped. Unfortunately, the star map is locked, so Ahsoka must find Sabine Wren for assistance unlocking it. Sabine is out here being rebellious because she's supposed to be at a press conference, but she's out there lollygagging on her bike, and, uh, you know, she doesn't make it. The next day, Ahsoka and Sabine meet, and Huyang figures out that Balin's skull was behind Lady Morgan's escape. Sabine deliberately disobeys Ahsoka and leaves with the star map. Sabine goes home, unlocks the star map, but is promptly jacked and stabbed by Darth Sia. I mean, Balin's apprentice. And now episode two. Part two, Toil and Trouble. We open with Ahsoka in Sabine's hospital room. Sabine lets her know what happened, and she goes to Sabine's house to investigate. She finds a droid lingering, and they use the droid to determine 
that the droid came from Corellia, where Lady Morgan has businesses that were supposed to be dissolved. Turns out there's still some Empire loyalty. So one of Lady Morgan's ships is upgraded uh, so that they can make the trip to Thrawn's location. But luckily, uh, the general was able to put a tracker on it before it escaped. Those that were still Empire were arrested. Sabine cuts her hair and decides that she's ready to be an apprentice once again. Lady Morgan gets a message from Balin letting her know that they have the hyperdrive so they can finish the Eye of Scion to locate Thrawn. But Ahsoka is coming. And those are the the, first two episodes. Great work. Great work. So I, I kept those tight because with 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 shows I try to I try to just give the big points instead mm-hmm. of like super details. But we can talk about the details here shortly. Before we do that, uh, our guest David is going to present us with a teaching moment for the main character of the series, Ahsoka. David, if you could please, I think you're muted. Man, that's kind of wild. I don't know how that worked. So let's start again. <laughs> A Teaching Moment by Darth David. So, Ahsoka Tano, the main character in this series entitled show, is a Torguta. Torguta. That is how you say the race of her people. They're known for the horns up top that are actually hollow and are great for echolocation and for overall just sensing their environment. It's a tribal thing. I can get into that later. And the Leku, which is down like the front of her front of her body and the back side of her body which she turns around to all those things are part of her race people she was nicknamed snips if you watch the clone wars by her master then jedi knight anakin skywalker her and him had a very rocky relationship from the start because you know the jedi council be trifling and master yoda the biggest hypocrite of them all decided to make anakin a master without the title by giving him an apprentice completely violating the rule of two or their rules for rule of two anyway so ahsoka this all like her original coming through was through the galactic republic during the clone wars that's when you first see her in star wars clone wars and she spends <laughs> well over a decade learning and learning the easy way and hard way what it's like to be an apprentice of a rogue like anakin skywalker during that, she masters form five, her fighting form, which is why you see that infamous one sword front, one sword with the reverse grip, which we kind of see in this series, but not a whole lot. I, I don't know if that's on purpose or not. It could be like a whole development of an older Ahsoka who's more mature in battle. Anyway, she has a ton of feats. This is probably one of my favorite lore-based characters in the series, as far as like modern series goes. Uh, during the Clone Wars, you see her score off with some of the most deadly people during that time she's fought against one of my favorite characters that we talked about in earlier episodes you should go back and watch those cad bane uh fights that assa- um, that bounty hunter quite frequently within the series and wins just about every time or escapes she also faces off against asajj ventress who was a secret apprentice of count dooku super deadly and old wheezy puff man himself general grievous with the four swords she has crossed paths with that man and that's a bad man plenty of times and Never gets hurt. Never gets hurt. Anakin trained her butt off with that swordsmanship. As we fast forward through Clone Wars and we get to the end, because if I went through every single feat, we'd be here for three days or 
you know, for as long as that actual series went. So towards the end of the Clone Wars, we see Ahsoka questioning the Jedi Council, as most common sense people do. She befriends oh, a girl named Burris Ophie, who turns out to believe that the Jedi Order is evil, corrupt. And because she believed those things, she decided to blow that mug up and frame Ahsoka in the process. Now the Jedi Council, being so wise and forthright, do an investigation and immediately assume that Ahsoka is the one that did it. Though the episode makes no sense, I encourage you to go back and watch. At the end of the day, Anakin never believed that she was truly guilty and wouldn't found that Baris Ophie was the actual true perpetrator of the crime. But by that time, the Jedi Council had already disowned Ahsoka and sent her off to the Republic for a trial. And... If you guys watched that episode, you know, Commander Tarkin or Grand Moff Tarkin, that guy in uh, the original original trilogy for Star Wars, hated Ahsoka, hated her race of people, and tried to give her the death penalty, where she was miraculously saved last minute by Anakin with a confession from Afi. But after being proven innocent, the Jedi Council tries to welcome her back with open arms. She looks at them like Yafle is tripping and decides to dip out. They slowly but surely, reach out to her again for the final stage of the war against the Separatists and bring her back to lead Commando Captain Rex from Clone Wars on a Siege of Mandalorian where Darth Maul is in charge. Plot twist. When they get there, Palpatine orders that infamous Order 66. And all while they're trying to stop the Mandalorians, the clones turn on everybody. It is pandemonium. She escapes that narrowly after Captain Rex, his chip malfunctions to where he can at least help her escape, and she goes into hiding. We jump then to Star Wars Rebels. So many years later, she's in the early stages of forming an underground network that helps her dis- dismantle the Empire as it's forming. She is pivotal, and I do mean pivotal, in both the original trilogy movies as far as the background of how everything has taken place without her death star would have been built a long time ago the empire would have been a whole lot more deadlier than it ever had been during star wars rebels which is another series you guys should also watch she joins a young ezra bridger to take on the empire with various missions and take up arms against the infamous admiral thrawn now this is also a spoiler for rebels because we can't exactly Continue Ahsoka's story without ruining this. So, secondary spoiler of the warning, in case you want to watch. At the end of Rebels, a mature Ezra decides to take on Thrawn by himself. And Thrawn, not wanting to give up, decides that the final battle will be had in his Star Destroyer, to which a miraculous plot of these majestic creatures that are able to travel through hyperspace, Ezra summons them there, they take on the ship, grab Thrawn and Ezra as he's forced holding Thrawn into place and jumps off into hyperspace. No one has any idea where they went. Not a clue. These animals just did their own thing. They light up and they glow and then poop, they're gone. Now, Ahsoka through this whole time wasn't out there at the final battle. She faced off against Darth Vader. And after she faced off against Darth Vader, she lost right, due to emotional conflictions in that battle. Now, they're battling in a Sith Temple, and as that Sith Temple falls and comes down to a crush, Ahsoka is about to die, and out of nowhere, a 
somewhat mystical portal opens up and a future, like from the future, Ezra, not the same guy that got, you know, self-sacrificed, but a future version of himself reaches through there and pulls Ahsoka into what we call the world between worlds. We're getting real mystical now. That is how she somehow survives. And because everyone thinks she's dead, she goes into hiding and continues with her underground rebellion. We fast forward to our Disney Plus show and we still see Ahsoka off fighting the good fight. But as you said before, Spencer, she's trying to locate a device to help find Admiral Thrawn and ultimately Ezra, who we see in a hologram by our home Mandalorian girl, Sabine Wynn, who, in case you didn't know, was an apprentice of Ahsoka, if you watch Rebels. And they fell out. Now, her feats, I'm going to make this short and simple because I'm sure that Jordan's got a million and five questions. She <laughs> is, she's, uh, let's see. Let's see. She fought against Darth Maul in that final episode, and she beat him, which we know that Darth Maul is one of the better Star Wars duelists that there is. And she took him on, whooped his ass, and they captured him. And then Order 66 happened. She's an extremely strong wielder of the Force. Like I said, she uses Form 5. She is (laughs) a person you really, if she shows up, you really don't want to fight against her if you don't know what you're doing. As we see in Part 2, I do believe, that an Inquisitor because y'all see that sword with the like rounded hilt shows up and tries to take her on. And Ahsoka, if you see her face while disappointed, I saw a little smirk in there because she knew she's about to whip his ass. Mm. <laughs> I like this on this podcast. Yeah. I can't. You've listened she's about to, to this that podcast. Man's ass. <laughs> she's about to whip that man's ass. I swear. There's a little smirk on her face. Let them lightsabers up and went to town. She also has this thing called for, um, Force Echo or Sense Echo. I think I had to look it up because I think in canon it's called psychomet psychometry or something like that essentially you pick up an item and you can sense where it's been and who's used it as we saw when she walked through the apartment of sabine Wynn and was kind of retracing steps that's called force echo now we also see that in the new game that came out um dead or survivor uh cal kestis has that power and locks that power yeah. and it's a super rare thing a very very rare thing um another thing i want to point out which i don't know if other Star Wars nerds point like realize this, but in the scene where she initially finds the orb that is the map, she uses a she uses both of her lightsabers with the force to kind of circle around. Correct. I saw that. That is a another amazingly rare, and I do mean old Republic rare power. The original person that's able to use lightsabers to like do that with she had a frail body so she had to that's the only way she knew how to fight and she would use four lightsabers just like general grievous would but in the air so imagine trying to fight somebody and she could use all seven styles of you know jedi swordsmanship with each different lightsaber like you just you don't know where you're getting hit from and then she could use force <laughs> abilities too so i'm thinking that based on them showing us that is that we're gonna see a whole lot more powers from ahsoka by the time this thing is all said and done but yes a teaching moment with doth david Wow. Okay. So that was a lesson. That was definitely a lesson. I mean, tapped in. <laughs> hey man, look, <laughs> I, 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 I did y'all a favor. I cut it short because, like, <laughs> that girl's lore is long. Ooh, it's long. <laughs> okay. Well, that's why you're here. You're our expert. So I do have one question for you. Actually, I have two questions for you before we jump into the episode. So, firstly, where are we? timeline wise as far as what comes next 
as far as what we've seen. So what are we between right now? Uh, as far as like movies or, you know, again, the Star Wars timeline. So technically, if we're, if we're going to. Uh, everything in everything in Star Wars is set between two different timelines of BBY, which is the Battle of Yavin, which is where the Empire is officially obliterated. And then ABY, which is after the Battle of Yavin, where the Empire is dismantled. Empire does not, while they were successful and took over the goddamn galaxy, they did not last very long, timeline-wise, if you really think about it. Because um, at this point, we already, we've already been through Mandalorian Season 3, which is set at like 11 ABY. So we're after the Battle of Yavin. So the Empire's already been destroyed. So they Ahsoka went through the Galactic Republic, the Brief Empire, and then the destruction of the Empire. Because I had the same question, too. Because based on the timeline in my head, I thought so many things had happened and took place. It really hasn't, though. So between the Galactic Republic shutting down, a young Luke Skywalker, not old, as we see in the sequel trilogy. So this is before that. We are in between um, the last movie in the original trilogy and the first movie in the sequel trilogy. So we're between episodes six and seven. Correct. We're in between episode six and seven. That's where Mandalorian. What, 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 what movie is uh, six, what movie is six and seven? I don't even remember. This guy, Jesus. <laughs> you doing this again, bro? I, I, I told you I watch all of them back to back, so they all run together for me. It's like watching a marathon of like Baby Boy on BT. Like I just kept going. Star Wars episode six is Return of the Jedi. It is the very last one where Luke saves Anakin or saves Darth Vader who then becomes back Anakin right at the end like I'm going to save my son and Palpatine dies which we know oh he yeah does. okay yeah, he does but he force jumps into another body that he's cloned I don't know why he cloned an old ass body but he did and then episode 7 is the force awakens that is where we introduce Rey we introduce all these other new characters and you know get disappointed but it's fine it's cool it's not a big deal but that's where we're at. To answer your question. Like, he's about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> we're in between episodes six and seven. Yeah. Hella disappointed. Excellent. Hella okay. And why are her lightsabers white? I was going to ask that too once we got into it. So, lightsaber colors, do you guys remember from our last the, episode? You may the not. Kyber crystals. Hey, points to Jordan for the Kyber crystals. I'm, ta- I'm tapped in, bro. I'm tapped in. Brandon, get your, get your man. Well, get your man. Yeah. I knew, I get this man a the, shirt. I knew about the kyber <laughs> crystals, but I guess I didn't know if colors meant something. Yes. Like so kyber if, crystals, if the color that you use is like determines your... Because I know that all the Sith use red, but I didn't know if the other color... Like green means this, blue means this. I didn't know if it was a situation like that or not. Correct. So Ahsoka's lightsabers are super unique. Um, for starters, are two different sizes because of her fighting style. So one is a shorter hilt than, a, and the other one's a longer one. What longer one's more traditional? The only way to get well, this is you'll go from the beginning. Kyber crystals themselves are a rare mineral found on various different planets, but there was one specific one the Jedi would go to to have their Padawans take one because the Force will use Kyber crystals to go and search out. Hey, yours is going to be green. Hey, yours is going to be blue. Yours is going to be yellow, which yellow is super rare. It's more for like the guards and stuff like that. Um, and there's a process to make it yellow. And then, you know, if you're Samuel L. Jackson and George Lucas wants you in his movie, then your lightsaber is purple because you want to stand out. <laughs> <laughs> but Ahsoka with her white lightsabers, the only way to get a white lightsaber is the opposite direction 
of a red lightsaber. So a red lightsaber is not a red kyber crystal, just like a white lightsaber is not a white kyber crystal. What we're talking about now is purity and corruption. So you can take a blue lightsaber, and that blue lightsaber will literally turn red in your hands if you succumb to the Sith. If you succumb to the dark side and the ways of the Sith, that blue lightsaber will then become red. You can corrupt your kyber crystals with Sith energy, with dark side energy, if that makes sense. So you, it's a literal, you use the force, take apart your lightsaber, all the pieces are floating in the air, like you see in uh, Jedi Survivor. And then you are literally taking your force energy and all the negativity and force pushing it onto that kyber crystal, slowly cracking it and breaking it until it turns red. The opposite is what Ahsoka did. She took two Inquisitor lightsabers, broke them apart with their red crystals, and imbued the good side of the Force into them, purifying them, making them white. Dude, now, okay. I don't know how Ahsoka is not the best character in Star Wars. Like, I, I'm so lost. Like, why oh, is Yoda even around? She, she's badass, 100%. And Yoda technically yes. is gone at this point. Yeah. Yoda's gone at this point. If you, uh, in the original trilogy, Yoda fades away into the Force. In fact, he's one of the voices, as as long as well as uh, Ahsoka herself. When she passed, she went into the Force, reached out to Rey to help Rey beat uh, Palpatine in that last movie, in the very last movie what? of the sequel trilogy. All the yeah, go if you rewatch the sequel trilogy in that last movie, she like literally everyone is speaking to her using force voice which you can only use if you did Qui-Gon Jinn is a master of it that's how he was talking to everybody after he passed they and they encouraged her and imbued her with their force energy because the force is immortal it's a cycle living force dead force and imbued her with force energy and that's how she made it through that movie and won her battle so yes Ahsoka also when she passed talked to Rey that's canon mm. but yes to answer your question that's how you get white lightsabers and that's why she has two Okay, and um, I I don't want to stay on this too long because we do have an episode to talk about. But <laughs> can can that only happen with an already corrupted kyber crystal? Uh, technically, according to canon, no. You can take a regular blue, green, yellow, whatever, and purify it. Uh, not many people can do that. That is a super rare thing, and I do mean super rare. There are only so many white lightsabers in existence in Star Wars canon, so it's not commonplace. Most of the time, if you take a red lightsaber back, you can return it to its original color if you are strong within the Force. But as far as purifying it to that point of being white, nah, not not many people can do that. They'll just store the kyber crystal somewhere else and go get them another one and assemble their hilt again. So Okay. Now, the episode. There we go. All right. Oh <laughs> goodness. Um. So, are any of the cap the, the the ship that um Balin got on and all that are are any of them important? Like, do we do we care about uh Captain Hale or his his unit at all? Talking about the ones that they destroyed, went through like butter. Yes. No, <laughs> that is what we call. Cannon fodder. They were literally <laughs> set up to die. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Background was. characters. Okay. Is yeah, there anything? Are. Is there anything that you can tell us about Balin? So, if, if not, okay. But I didn't know if he was like he I'm, was in both episodes. He feels somewhat important. I'm not a I'm not a big person on Balin's background. I actually had to go look into him, so I, I don't have a lot on Balin. Um. 
as far as him surviving, the story is pretty much the same as Ahsoka's. Um, bar in mind, you guys, Ahsoka's 47 years old. So at, at this as at point in time, um, she is, even though she's at that age, she's still a hell of a combatant. Balaam looks older than her significantly, significantly. which leads me to believe he was already a knight because she was an apprentice. Mm. About to about to become a knight, but it never happened because she was kicked out and she didn't go back. He must have already been there, been a knight, been out on a mission when Order sixty six came through before he went into hiding. So, just generically based on what I've seen before, like you know, I don't want to come y'all with no facts. Um, no, I don't know a whole lot about him, but he is using the rule of two as most Sith do. He does have an apprentice, apprentice and master concept. So even though you know Palpatine had Vader and then Vader had I'm accounted as canon because Starkiller is a freaking cool game. Uh, Force Unleashed 1 and 2. Um, even though the rule of 2 does apply here, we see that. And when he makes the comment, more power than you can ever imagine, he's just imagining, him, imagining himself taking the place of Palpatine and creating a whole new order. Which, unfortunately, guys, we know how this ends because we've seen six, we've seen the, the sequel trilogy. So they, they're they not successful, but it's okay. Right. All right, we'll get there. <laughs> okay, okay. And do you have anything for us on Lady Morgan? So Lady Morgan is confusing. I watched Mandalorian and I was under the assumption that even though Lady Morgan was the magistrate of that town that she took over, I had no idea she was a night sister. That was a plot twist. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Night Sisters in uh, Star Wars canon and in Star Wars Clone Wars are a mystical race of people. So think about how do I say this? Think about Yoda's race. They're a mysterious race. Not much is known about them, but they're extremely sensitive to the Force. They have a lot of Force ability. Force ability is measured in midichlorians. The Night Sisters are the opposite of that. Their mystic powers are just as strong. But they flirt with the dark side of the Force so much that they assume that all Night Sisters are evil. Now we know in Jedi Survivor, Cal Kestis meets a Night Sister. She ain't that bad. Bad. Yeah. She ain't that bad. So, <laughs> so yeah. Lady Morgan here, I thought she was just a regular human. The way she was wielding that Beskar spear going up against Ahsoka, I thought she was just a, like a, a badass, trained, regular, you know, whatever. And then they reveal. She has white hair and face tattoos. I had to go back and look at Mandalorian because I was confused. I was like, wait, wait, they never mentioned that she was a nice sister then. And that'll make no sense because if she is a nice sister, why didn't she use her magic from the jump? I just, you know, things, you know, plot holes for your boy. I just, I some she, things look, make she looked like she reminded me of the woman from uh, Game of Thrones, the woman in red. Yes. That's what she reminded me of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and that actually, you kind of answered my question already. I was going to ask, what does what are what is a witch in Star Wars? Because uh, they kept saying she was a witch, and I am. Everybody has their own definition of what witch means, but usually it just means, in most cases, a lady who uses magic. And that is correct, word for word, what you just said. She is a lady that uses magic, which is it kind of shows you how the Star Wars universe has adapted over time to the abundance of information with the Republic to the absence of information with the empire. Cause everything was censored with the empire. Knowledge was not spread, you know, this misinformation, miseducation. Balin's apprentice is clearly 
has clearly grown up through the late, like the early, mid, and late stages of the Empire. To where when she sees her, all she thinks about is witch and not Night Sister. Night Sister was a common term in Clone Wars. You knew what they were, and they were a big and popular thing before they were hunted down. So when she says survivor, she is a legit survivor. Night Sisters were taken out because their powers rivaled the Sith. Their powers rivaled the Jedi. They how you could say Spencer, if you had traveled across the country and you were in New York City and somebody jumped you and they stabbed you, a little shanky shank, they just stabbed you. I'm over here in Oklahoma, like. Something happened to Spencer. The Force told me. Night Sisters are the same thing, but they use magic for that. But what what does magic look like in Star Wars, though? Um, uh, like visually for the Clone Wars, think about. Just well, like I mean, like, I mean, just in bro. general, like because I mean, everybody out here making stuff float. I Correct. Mean, they they make already jump hella far. They, they can make you like with the Night Sisters possess the ability to bring people back from the dead. Although they're not the same, it's like think about the Lazarus Pit in DC. Like it, you're not the same when you come back. They have the power to communicate through long distances, open portals. They can, you know, telepathy. They can commune with different animals. They can make you stronger, make you weaker. They can poison you. They can corrupt your mind and manipulate you. But gotcha. you know the powers. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's that's witch shit. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really witch shit. I thought everybody could do that in Star Wars, honestly, but I guess not. So, so no, I guess but... the Force is not considered magic. The Force. <laughs> no. I mean, in Star no, Wars. No, it's not. <laughs> because, no, like, out, out here, yeah, that's some space magic. But in Star Wars, <laughs> that's the just Force, Tuesday, huh? Yeah, the Force is just, you know, this thing that we all know exists and certain beings have a sensitivity to it. And it's just a, a reality of life. But what them bitches is doing, that's different. That's sorcery gotcha. over there. That is but sorcery. That is 100% sorcery. So with the Force and you're using the Force abilities to lift and levitate, jump, and you can actually heal people with the Force. There's a Force healing power. You can do all those things as a Night Sister, but it's all corrupt. There's all some corruption in there. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not what you think. There's always a consequence to their stuff. Had the Force is gotcha. pure and the Sith is pure evil, the dark side is pure evil, the Night Sisters float near the pure evil side. That's why you see Darth Maul is a um, the male version of a Night Sister. A Night Brother? Not Night Brother. That's not the same thing. Night Sisters use their magic. The male versions, and I, I think it's Darth Mir is where they're from or something like that. So I don't know if he's a Darth Murian or let's let's, let's let's get to the episode. We keep saying, oh we'll yeah, I'm sorry, episode. my fault. Oh, no, you're good. I, I had questions and I was next going to ask about Theron, <laughs> come on, when you know, whoa, whoa, we got at least you know Theron what? Let's, first. Okay, let's, let's save it. Let, yeah, let's save Theron until yeah, we get to the end. We, I haven't even seen him. Yet. I don't, I don't want to know who he is yet. Huh? Yeah. I just said spoiler alert. We gotta if I, we gonna talk about Theron at all. That means I'm spoiling Rebels. I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about, let's talk about let's, Theron later. We'll, we'll put yeah. Theron on the shelf for now. <laughs> um, okay, so what did we think about these episodes? Let me, first. I was, yeah, I was gonna say let Brandon go first since he tapped in. Okay, all right. Uh, I thought I thought they were really good, man. I thought we were off to a really good start. I've seen, uh, I've seen Rebels, so like everything hit for me. I thought it was like a, it's. I guess this is technically they're saying like a, the fifth season of Rebels. Um, so it's kind of it's a really easy carryover. I mean, most of that stuff is directly from Rebels. Oh man, the wall. Yeah, the painting on the wall, a lot of the, the shots with the ships flying by, 
Um, uh, Sabine walking back with her helmet off and, you know, in the Mandalorian armor. Uh, it, like, a lot of this stuff is straight from Rebel. So it was dope to see that. Um, obviously, Ahsoka is one of the fan favorites, so it kind of makes sense why they kind of upped the budget on this one. And, like, yeah, it just felt like a movie, honestly. Like, it felt movie quality. Whereas, like, and I honestly, I shouldn't, but, like, I was comparing it to, like, a Disney Plus MCU show. And I'm like, bro, this is just different level. Like, this is just, this is taken to the top of the top. They put a movie budget on a TV show, and you kind of see the quality. Whereas MCU, you can just, you can tell you're watching television. Whereas this, I honestly couldn't tell I was watching television. I thought mm-hmm. I was watching a movie. And, uh, yeah, I thought the Ezra, Ezra showing up, that was dope. Um, his mannerisms was all the same that you saw in Rebels, so that was cool to see. Um, so, yeah, Sabine, jeez. I mean, we could talk about it, but I mean, <laughs> I can keep it moving. But yeah, Sabine was was on another level as well in many different areas, and um, <laughs> yeah, and um, I just thought all the characters, all the adapted characters from Rebels, look great, and then all these new characters look really cool too. And I'm still like, R.I.P. Kanan, like, R.I.P. to a lot of people. It was it was tough not to see some people still there, but yeah, I just thought I thought they killed it first two episodes. Off to a great start. It's, it's interesting to see we have two people who was uh, tapped in with Rebels. Spencer, you didn't watch Rebels, did you? Uh, no, there are too many. Shows. Yeah, so this is like so like we have two people who watched it and two people who didn't. So this is this is interesting. Yeah. Um, Jordan, what did you think? Uh, I really liked it. I remember we reviewed uh, some other Star Wars stuff, and you guys said uh, lightsaber battles are for casuals. And uh, yeah, this was for me. I yeah, this is definitely for a casual. Yeah, this is definitely this for a casual. I enjoyed it. Um, I will say I want to be the first one. I like to think I was the first one in the world who's noticed this. But at five minutes and 22 seconds, we saw the um, the, uh, the the wire that pulled him up when the old dude got force choked. And so I, I, did text, <laughs> I text Brandon and Spencer. I was like, yo, like five minutes, 22 seconds. You can see the wire. And uh, yeah, I like to think that I was the first person who noticed that. But um. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the show though. Uh Soka is pretty cool. Uh especially that first scene of her like throwing the lightsabers down and then making the little circle and you know cutting to the ground. That was pretty dope to see um her fighting. Uh, it's it's pretty good as well. Um and I will say I, I don't know if this is a, a, a forbidden thing to say. I don't know how weird it is, but uh to be honest with you, I probably smashed Ahsoka. But I know it's just like um right, I know it's just Rosario Dawson in orange. I can guarantee you're not the first person to say that and you will not be the last. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure that there has there's a community of folk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm not I'm not trying to be in that community, but I'm just saying <laughs> in, in the Rosario Dawson community and her looking like Ahsoka, I'm cool with not the cartoon version that you know maybe the other community might be into. <laughs> In this show, I'm sure there are already forums about Ahsoka and Sindula and Sabine. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm sure that that's already the internet is already going crazy. Sabine look good too. I'll give you that. Sabine Sabine look good too. Look, Barlas can get it. Be all right. Cosplay. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, good show though. The first two episodes. Um, I also enjoyed it. Um, I. I too am probably a casual because, like, if I'm a watch Star Wars, a lightsaber, lightsaber shit, that's what I need. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say 
Like there were two things that let me know that she the baddest. And that was whenever she did the, the circle in the ground. Yeah. And then whenever she was fighting the uh inquisitor and then he like called his lightsaber back and she just like bro over that was mood that was fire i was that like was fire. Ooh, yeah. ooh, she the bad that lets okay. that let you know like she lets you leave like she letting yeah. you leave with your life but that's about it that was fine I didn't I didn't remember remember she's trained by anakin in his prime like in his prime prime like that right. that's, she fights with an arrogance man and it's beautiful because yeah. she was she was there was a lot of smirks yeah a lot of smirks <laughs> I was like Rosario Dawson is uh, she's doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I didn't even know those were Inquisitors until David said that. I thought I recognized that lightsaber somewhere, but I couldn't remember where. And so I was like, oh, maybe it's just the lightsaber. But I didn't think there were going to be any Inquisitors anymore, honestly. So, so that that the after the end of the, um, and you see this in Rebels too, at the end of the Empire, it it almost had a reverse effect, just like the end of the Republic, how the Jedi were scattered. So were the Inquisitors. Now, remember, the Inquisitors had an entire facility dedicated to them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, they when the Empire fell, they didn't just stop being Inquisitors. They went to become mercenaries. They went to go do other things. Um, they can't go back to being Jedi. They're already corrupted. And if you believe right. what you believe about the Force, and no, and the return path from that, most of them right. are not to be able to come back. That makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah. Overall, killed it. All so, the I was just surprised with all the adaption, like the stuff they moved so well over the live action. I was just surprised how well it was. Uh-huh. We will do. We'll we'll do a rating of the entire series at the end, unless you want to do a rating of the episodes we've seen. I think we should do it at the end. I think we should do it at the end. After yeah. the series. Yeah, because uh, um, I have I have seen many shows have like start great and then ooh, oh, terrible. Are you are you are you talking about Miss Marvel or are you talking about every other Disney Plus Marvel show? I'm I'm simply saying I have seen shows do it. <laughs> uh, I am yes. not attacking anyone in particular, but I have seen many shows do that. So we are going to see what happens whenever we get, you know, to the end of this thing. So, is it, w- David? Would you say that Ahsoka is rebellious by nature? Uh one hundred percent. Um, so just quick background because I don't want to tangent this one. Her race of people, the uh, Togruta, they are tribal by nature. So in Clone Wars, you see an episode where she like liberates them from being you know enslaved and stuff like that from the Separatists. But her entire like people, they stick together no matter what. And the ones that isolate are considered weird or they're considered leaders for a force sensitive user to be taken or, you know, it's kind of weird how to say this because they're not technically taken. They're just kind of donated, which is weird when a baby is <laughs> donated to the Jedi Temple because they're force sensitive and then raised there. They lose that sense of tribalness. So, yes, Ahsoka has been a rebellious rogue from Jump Street. When she was Anakin's apprentice, he didn't want her. He didn't want her at all. So she had a fight to be his apprentice. And then once he saw that she was talented, then he started to like her and develop. So she's had to she's had to grind out some stuff all by herself to only then get abandoned. So and through that tragedy, that's how her personality develops. 
And I ask that question uh, just, and again, I'm on the outside looking in. I don't have all of the details. So I'm, this could be some shit that somebody has already talked extensively about, but just in my lack of knowledge, um, my, what this leads me to is, is it a coincidence that she was the apprentice of Anakin who's super rebellious and then had an apprentice, Sabine, who's super rebellious or like so do do we generally see personality connections between master and apprentice or is that a coincidence in this case because when we look at Obi-Wan and Anakin yeah I was just about to say yeah significant difference there but when we look at Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan there's some overlap and some, yeah well I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's a very good point and you see these dynamics in the master and apprenticeship typically in all of Star Wars, you don't have a master and apprentice. They get along. It's typically polar opposite personalities that are having to train off of each other. George Lucas does that very well. I'm glad you brought up Qui-Gon because it's ironic how all of these things take place. Qui-Gon's master is Count Dooku. Oh. Count Dooku. Did I know that? Did, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you just said that like everybody knew that. I swear, like, that's that. news y'all, y'all to me. Y'all don't know that? Y'all don't yeah. know that? No, no, I don't know. There's a whole TV show about it. I'm about like, to say, TV uh, show. Let, me, let me redirect y'all to Disney's. Uh, <laughs> there on, on Disney Plus, there are these shorts, and you do see uh, Tales. Uh, was it Tales of the Jedi? I think Tales of the Jedi, yep. Tales of the Jedi. And Tales of the Jedi, and in canon, because it's also in canon, there are plenty of comic books on it. Um, you see that Qui Gon was taught by Dooku. That was yeah. the original Master Apprentice. And if you look at their dynamic, I encourage you to go watch It's It's a great series. It really is. It really is. Um, Qui-Gon is more mystical, whereas Dooku is more practical, which is why we see Dooku leave the Order to do his own thing, because the Jedi are not getting things done. Mm-hmm. That's the first dynamic. And then we see that once he once he becomes a, a knight, then master, Qui-Gon is given the opposite of his personality in Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is a rule follower. Qui-Gon is a free spirit. They did that on purpose. And then we see when Qui-Gon dies, Anakin is a rebel, and Obi-Wan's a free spirit. Right. I mean, not Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's a real follower and Anakin is a rebel. So, like, these polar opposite personalities keep trailing all the way down. Ironically, all of these people were given apprentices that they didn't really want. That's pretty much how this works. And then you have Ahsoka, who took one under her wing. But Ahsoka's always had a soft spot for Mandalorians. If you watch Rebels, if you watch Clone Wars, you just see she floats to the Mandalorians. And I don't know if that's a trope that they're trying to, like, fill out. Or it's something to do with her personality and that tribalness of Mandalorians stick together. They are a together ass yeah. bunch. A Mandalorian is a Mandalorian for life, for their creed or whatever. That's just the way they are. And because of Ahsoka's background, like her race of people, maybe she just floats to that because that's what her people are. They are a tribe. They stick together. Ironically, she, as you saw in the episodes, said that she walked away. She walked away from her master and she walked away from her apprentice. Ahsoka's cutoff game is like Spencer's. Way too strong. (laughs) Spencer didn't text me back today. and I see that cutoff game's coming in pretty strong. Stop it right now. I was hurt. Anyway. um, Cool. I'm sorry that this episode is literally just me asking questions. Oh, no. no. Also... One thing we haven't even discussed either is the how Rosario Dawson even ended up as Ahsoka, which I think is a pretty big deal. Like the internet is the one who got her that job. Really? 
I didn't know that. Yeah, y'all, y'all, wait, wait. Remember, people was like casting her, fan casting her before Soka was ever even talked about. I sort of remember that. I sort of remember that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, people were fan casting her, like saying that she used to play Soka, and they put the ideal in her head to like that she could do it. And this was like years before they even announced anything of Soka. Wow. Yeah, what? I thought everybody knew that. Yeah, I want to say it was like Clone Wars was still going on. Yeah, I like this is this is old. Yeah, oh, wow. they were lost on me. Yeah, yeah. And so then, yeah, when uh when they finally announced the show, like she was basically the front runner for it. Yeah. So they essentially Danny Glover Spider Man her into Ahsoka. Basically, basically. Donald Glover, Donald Glover, not Danny Glover, Donald Glover. Yeah, we we, yeah. Knew, we, we knew who you meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, who I didn't know that the internet made that decision, but I knew that Rosario Dawson was always like in my head. She was always gonna be Ahsoka. Um, yeah. But I. I should have figured that the internet made that happen. Yeah, yeah. they subconsciously put it in your mind. That's uh, why, like, when she first showed up in Mandalorian, and that's what people were like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of the fruition that came came to fruition. But, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. She, I mean, I thought her performance was really good. Like, you know, compared to, is again, like you mentioned, she's older. Like, some people were complaining, like, it was she was saying she was more stiff. But I'm like, if you know everything she's been through, and she's like, older yeah. now. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, literal war veteran. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to be trusting. Why would she trust Sabine with <laughs> with the the uh, Allspark map? Uh, whatever you want to call it. This dude got an Allspark. <laughs> she said to Sabine, the map stays here. Don't leave. And she, she was generous about it. She was like, I yeah. think you leaving is a really bad idea. The map stays yeah. here. You do what you want, but the map stays here. Speaking Mm -hmm. of, that leads me to my next question. Can you explain the star map to me? How was it, like, built, and why did it... Like, I don't understand. So, you see, in in Star Wars in general, there are a bunch of different maps and devices that hold maps. I think, I don't know if it was in... um, What is that? I don't know if it was in Jedi Survivor or it was in one of the Battlefront games or something like that where you're hunting down a map. So different type of maps. The one in this one is an orb map, and I imagine it was built by the Night Sisters. Otherwise, I don't know how she would know about it. And they were yeah. on a uh, Night Sister temple. So I imagine magic was used to assi- oh, assim- assemble. There you go. I imagine magic was used to assemble that one. Other maps you see are in holocrons, like the Jedi use holocrons in their temple all the yeah. time to use maps and stuff like that. So there are throughout the Star Wars universe, there are a multitude of different ways to have star maps. That one specifically though, I imagine because as you see in the beginning of most shows in a galaxy far, far away, we're talking about one specific galaxy. So the fact that we've just now acknowledged that there's another one. I noticed that blew my mind. Yeah, I noticed that too. That that yeah, correct. I'm like, oh, so we about to intergalactic travel? That's yeah. that's that's thing. Hyperspace gets you from one system to another. Like right. there's a core, the outer core. With that map, you see the different planets in different systems. Every planet has a set system. Like Coruscant is its own system in the inner core planets. As we get to Tatooine, that's its own other system, and you gotta use light speed to get there. And if you watched uh solo, you know that is dangerous as shit. So yeah. The fact that you can travel from a planet to another galaxy and there's like a, a 
space road for that is wild to me. That's something that I have not seen before in the things right. that I've Okay. So, so that blew my mind. I guess my my question is who or how was a star map created that led them to Thrawn? Because that would say to me that someone had to know where Thrawn was, create the map, and then put it there. It's magic. That is also something that I'm waiting to see them unravel because I yeah. don't understand it either. Uh, like I went to before, the end of Rebels ended with a ba- standoff between Ezra, who's the main character of Rebels, and Thrawn, who's the main antagonist. So when they're facing off and, you know, the blaster bolts are going everywhere, uh, Ezra gets shot in the arm, um, all the stormtroopers are killed. These majestic creatures, who by the end of this podcast, I will know the name of, it just escapes me right now, grab the Star Destroyer from the Is front. Is it the Pergils? It might be. It might be. I'm, I'm Is it the whales? Up. Yes, it's those whales that, that travel. Yeah, okay. I think it's the Pergils. Yeah. Did you Google that? Or you, you knew that? No, I knew that. Come on, man. I'm tapped in. Hey, tapped in. Bro. Tapped in. So uh, they grab the ship. Darth Brandon. They're right there. Right there. <laughs> get, get this man a lightsaber. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> He grabbed the ship and then just take off in a direction. So there's nothing at the end of Rebels that tells you where they went at all. Like there's there's no hint, there's no nothing. So the fact that this map knows where they went, they're gonna have to do some background and tie this in because I'm lost. As okay, a fan, cool. I am lost. <laughs> cool. That's I was hoping that the answer would be in the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. There we go. Uh because yeah, I, I didn't I didn't understand that. Um Okay, so now Sabine, what what about Sabine made her like skilled enough to be able to figure out the map? Like what why why does Sabine have that? Or what why why did they need to go to Sabine? Why did they immediately know that Sabine would be able to give them answers? What what skill set does Sabine have that made her the one for this? So the thing about Sabine is that it also plays into Ahsoka's, I won't say weakness because it's not a weakness, but her favoritism of Mandalorian people. In Rebels, she takes Sabine. Sabine and Ahsoka flock to each other in Rebels, and Ahsoka takes her under the wing, teaches her how to wield a lightsaber, teaches her about the Force. Sabine has a natural, like a natural intuition with technology. When there is a outside of the first episode in Rebels, where Ezra is the one hacking a door to get into a base um sabine is the one they go to for all their technical troubles she so you throw bombs everywhere oh my gosh yeah and she's your demolitions expert so the hint that sabine can get it open is just a callback to all the training she went in her experiences in rebels that's that's really all it is is just a callback because if you think about it episode one of rebels Ezra is the force sensitive one. Sabine is not. There's no indication she has any force power. Right. She's just heavily trained by Ahsoka on top of all the stuff she's already been through in life. So she has the ingenuity to figure that type of stuff out. And that's Huyang, just all about intelligence. Huyang very specifically says to her, like, you are the least force sensitive person I've ever met. <laughs> bro, he was going in on her, bro. Correct. Yeah, he was. Like, he basically said, when it comes to the force, you ain't shit. Right. <laughs> He's like, you're the last person I would go to. Yeah, like, yeah. why are you even here? Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Excellent. So she's just kind of tech savvy, and like that's that's a natural skill she just kind of has. Right. Correct. As exactly. a, like, a, like a a natural detective because she had to be with Anakin and Obi Wan. Sabine is the exact same way, 
if there's something, is there, if there's a troublesome problem, she will figure out a way around it if you're stuck. I almost promise you. That's why they and went she, to her. And she's very like artistic. So like I could see them being like, there's some symbols or some stuff. You could be Correct. like, you know what I mean? Uh, she could be one to figure all that stuff out. That's why she always, she paints all her gear, Mandalorian gear, painted mm-hmm. her helmet. Uh, I also I also think this is a um, just a way of bringing her into the show because since this thing is a Rebels part, whatever, I, I do think we see parts of the crew. Now the crew was demolished in in the show, and you'll see that if you watch right. it. But the remnants of the crew, they've now reintroduced the remaining three, four, three. Yeah, they're introduced the remaining three, and main character Ezra's also been dropped. So I think the reason they went to her is to complete the cast, honestly. That's an easy way to tie her in. She's tech-savvy. She can troubleshoot problems. We need to go to her. Now that we've got her back, we can bring the whole Rebels crew back. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Kanan. R.I.P. I got got a logical question about lightsabers. So Mm -hmm. in the episode, we see um, Sabine, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We seen Sabine get, you know, stabbed basically with the lightsaber. Yep. Now the reason she doesn't bleed out is because basically it cauterized the wound, right? Instantly, what which is what works like that? Yes, that's what happens. So All when right. you see somebody lose a limb, it's instantaneously cauterized. There is no blood. Um, especially if that lightsaber is set to kill and not stun. Yeah, it cuts right through, cauterizes the wound, you're done. And oftentimes that's worse than you bleeding out. Because there's nothing to stick up. It's just toast. So it's really <laughs> weird to see injuries with lightsabers. Like when she re- uh, when she recovered in the hospital wing or wherever the hell she yeah. was. I was like, how? Yeah. Because I think that's she- a newer, isn't that a newer thing? Like it used to be like a kill shot. You got stabbed, it was a wrap. Yeah, because you're that organ or whatever it touched is now like vaporized. Like there's nothing. Exactly. And then left. Like a back a back to tank, which we see in um uh, what's that show? He uh, Boba Fett, like we've seen the book of Boba Fett, the back to tank that he lays in to be healed. That ain't gonna save you from no lightsaber cut, like, there's nothing to regenerate. So, unless technology <laughs> jump leaps and bounds, and there's sensu beans now in Star Wars, I don't <laughs> know how she recovered from that so quickly. Because didn't somebody in Obi Wan get stabbed and came back? Who was that? Was it Reva? Oh, yes. yeah, Reva got stabbed, didn't she? Yeah. 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 I thought she was so, dead, though. Also, I don't know if I'm just because I'm watching more Star Wars stuff now, but did the droid, did um, Ahsoka's droid become more understandable? Like, I feel like I could legit make out what he was saying versus like any other time I listen to like a droid talking on the ship. I just Are don't, I don't about understand her, at all. The droid she was sitting next to in her ship? Yeah, the one that basically put the tracking device on the other shit. You're talking about Sindula. I'm talking about Chopper. No, no, he's he's talking about CD1. uh, Yeah, I think it's a a CD. uh, Sindula's droid. Yeah. Talking about Chopper. Yeah. Chopper. Which is from Rebels. Yeah, they're all robots. But yeah, I'm like, I don't disrespect droids like that, fam. Relax. (laughs) Relax. No, man. Wow. But yes, in Rebels, uh, Chopper is notorious for being able to communicate. So yeah. where R2-D2 is beeps and boops and C-3PO has actual voice, Chopper hums and like whirls and like says Bro. imagine just uh, talking regularly but like a muffle over your voice. That's, that's what yeah, that's what it felt like. It felt like somebody just said the lines and then they edited it to be less understandable but Correct. still because there was, was like, still okay. tone and inflection 
Yeah, yeah I, like, I can, I can I actually went, understand what he's saying. He's like, where my stuff at? He's like, oh, correct. look under there. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, like, oh, I understood what he was saying. I'm That's pretty correct. sure I know what he's, yeah. And so, I'm, I, I'm actually really surprised he's still around because he's technically an older model than R2-D2. He's a way yeah. older model than R2-D2 over here humming and saying things and be like, yes, no, I didn't touch your stuff. It's still over there. Did you check out of the battery? Bro, like, yeah. I hate Chopper. <laughs> I will say that now. I hate Chopper. Watching Rebels... I'm more of a, see, I like my droid to just listen. Whatever I tell you to do, do it. I don't need no back talk. I don't need Damn. no opinions. Just the like Hu Yang. Huh? Yang. I ask Hu Yang for some for some stuff. He do it. He give me some feedback if I need it. That's great. Mm-hmm. But Chopper's the main droid that be like, nah, I'm not doing crashed. that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he will. He'll be like, he'll be like, Chopper, get the, get the ship ready. Nope, not doing it. You be like, nigga, what? <laughs> like, you're a droid. <laughs> yeah, like, like do what I say. Like that's some. I hate Chopper, bro. He be getting him. He, I will say he gets. He got the rebels out of a lot of shitty situations, but he also caused a lot of shitty situations being stupid. Yep, he he definitely did. I feel like but, anytime we have these Star Wars episodes, I think me and Spencer have a bunch of questions because I'm about to ask another question, but I know it's going to take us down like a super long rabbit hole. I'll I'll, I'll cut it short. I'll cut it short. Do we know like who, who some of the first robots and R two D twos like? Do we know who like started creating all these? I know. Or the... so they've just mm. always existed. For no, as long they have as not we... always existed. They have been around, but there's no lore that says, "Hey, this is the first guy to invent a droid." Nope, there's none of that. Wow, that'd be a dope. <laughs> you know, there is a show, isn't there? A droid show? I've never watched it. I want to say there's a droids thing, but it, I think it may be old. I don't even know if it's canon. I feel hmm. like it's on Disney Plus, but it sounds like uh, you guys need to get on that fan fiction and start writing it. <laughs> start writing. It. Oh, the original droid. That you would know, be a that fire would, show. That would. That would. I, you know, that's kind of all right. So, if you look at technology, and this is uh, this is where we're going to cut it short because we still got some more stuff to talk about in the episode. Um, if you look at technology and how the Star Wars timeline works out, if you just go to BBY, Bally Yavin. Empire well, basically who's BBY? You, you just you just threw those acronyms out like I, I was supposed to know who BBY was. Oh, I'm sorry. BBY is how the timeline goes. BBY stands for oh, just, oh, I, forgot, I forgot. You explained it earlier. Man. Yeah, Come I on, forgot, yeah. Jesus. My bad. I thought it was I thought it was Roy like B2D2. Like I, I, I <laughs> some letters out there. Okay, I remember say that. D2, okay. D2 George. Is that B2D2? I don't, I don't even know. Okay, right. I got you. BBL. We're gonna let that one slide. So if we if we just go to like right so we start at the battle of yavin bby which is where time stops zero um where the empire is destroyed technology then is millions times more subpar than when the galactic republic was around they want to say technology improved it did not hyperspace got a lot easier but the quality and look of the ships if you look at episode three and then you look at episode um seven the the stuff that Anakin had before he turned into Darth Vader versus what Ren was flying in, even with the the New Republic ships, they're vastly different. So and we could go further back into canon, like Knights of the Old Republic. Technology was leaps and bounds better than it is right now in this series. So like, I think droids got worse <laughs> and then got better. Like I just I'm like I'm just if you look at canon, it's just like wait a minute, technology was leap. They were doing a lot more stuff. 700 bby a thousand bby like technology was a lot better then than it was right now as we are in star wars lore so 
Yeah. Droid, droids might have been some, some crazy things back in the day. Plus, you got Assassin's Droid. Like, we saw the HK units, which yeah. is a, a super rare thing. It, Those HK units that you see fight Ahsoka are um, only seen in, like, a video game. I don't think they're anywhere else. They're kind of familiar to the guard droids that General Grievous had in Episode 2 with their purple, you know, electric staffs or whatever but those hk units those specific designs are not seen hardly anywhere else so that really one? Bottom up. So what about that, that self-destruct was huge i that thought the same thing correct that was fire that, that self-destruct was massive bro i, didn't, I, I thought it was gonna be just, just a yeah quick little explosion keep it pushing a little pew but no that's yeah. <laughs> yeah that took a go yeah, the like center that's... of their chest their core of their chest which i think is designed to be a bomb because they're assassin droids uh, kind of reminds me of, I think it's episode two, where Obi Wan is chasing Jango Fett and Boba Fett, and Jango Fett releases a EMP type explosive grenade. Like they, it's a big one because the ship is dropping it off, but the, their chest pieces look the same, and there are three of them right next to each other. You see her yeah, looking at it, like, oh, it's time to run. Yeah, that was fire. Also, we already. Oh, oh you got. Oh it, no, my bad. Our last thing. I that that ship I forgot what ship it is what it's called but um Ahsoka ship that's my favorite ship in Star Wars other than the probably uh, Millennium Falcon but that ship is probably my favorite ship whose ship is it uh in Ahsoka ship you know one that like turns Ahsoka like the wings turn mm-hmm. I just forget I remember the Rebels episode when um uh forgot who actually got it and, and figured out how to like actually work it. Cause she got it from that dude who built it, but yep. uh, that that ship is fire. It looks yep. so different than every other, you know, Star Wars ship. It's a it's a Jedi shuttle. It's an old Jedi shuttle. Gotcha. Nothing yep. fire. So we we were talking about assassin droid, and I realized like I ended up like just googling assassin droid. So I guess the IG eighty eight, the one from um, what show was that he was in that we just watched last? Uh, Mandalorian. No, no, no. The one with uh, Andor? yeah, Andor wasn't that an assassin? Uh, yeah. no, maybe it was Mandalorian. Maybe it was Mandalorian it, season one, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, man, it was a Mandalorian IG 88 because remember they went back in season two, yeah, to try and get the head to get the information off. Yeah, he was trying yeah, to yeah, change it. So, yeah. so that was an assassin droid as well, right? Yes, he pulled up on him in like season two or something like that. Mm-hmm. Kill him. Um, and then if you go mm. back to Clone Wars, there's a different type of assassin droid, which I think looks better. And that that looks a problem. Really? Yeah. The assassin right droids from the from the um Clone Wars, those things were I think they're more dangerous than the ones we had now. Although if you look at how the those were the HKs were walking, they're brutal. They run up, kill you, hug you, like they were trying to smother Sabine. <laughs> Is this the first time we heard rock music in a Star Wars thing? Because when she was uh when the old girl was riding a motorcycle thing. And she's banging the, the rock, the rock and roll music. I was like, I don't think I've ever heard rock and roll in like a freaking Star Wars thing. I think the closest would be the biker gang or speeder gang in Boba Fett. I think that would be the only other time I think I've heard rock music. So it's a nice. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't watch that one. I right, book of Boba Fett. Yeah, there's a, a like a speeder gang in there that he partners up with, and I think they're listening to a rock type music for Star Wars as well. Uh, that was but a cool intro. Yeah. To be, you know, she definitely would be listening to rock music. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that we see is Ahsoka's 
uh, as you mentioned, her ability to kind of sense what happened in a place um, to kind of replay it in her mind when she's in that space. Mm -hmm. And whenever she goes to Sabine's house, there was a droid that was there just kind of lingering. Do why was that? Like, why was that droid still there? She didn't kill it. Yeah. So was it was it not able to leave? Because it was like up high. Oh no, the assassin, the assassin droid was waiting for her to come back. Yeah. It didn't have a return protocol. It wasn't ordered to return. She thought she disabled it and went to go fight old girl downstairs and it got back up. If you notice the scenes in Mandalorian and in Book of Boba Fett, when they're killing the droids. They're chopping them up and blowing them to pieces. If you just shoot them, they come back. If you don't take their head off, they come back. Like, and sometimes when you take their head off, they're still walking around. So these droids are super resilient. That's why she's like, wait, how many were there? Right. Um, we got one blown up, the other one's still there. Assassin's droids are built for I'm gonna get my target no matter what. Okay. So it was waiting for Whoever that, that's, the, that's what it was there to do. Yeah, because okay. uh, it wasn't it waiting. I think it was waiting on Sabine, but then, you know, Ahsoka showed up. I think, but because mm-hmm. okay. because the thing is, I guess it didn't look like a sneak attack to me. It looked like it fell and then Ahsoka killed it. But I guess that was supposed to be a sneak attack. But Ahsoka's too much. Yes, I, I think it was meant to be a sneak attack. But of course, Ahsoka saw it coming, and she's like, "I I know you're here. Drop yeah. slice." Well, yeah, yeah I guess that's why, like, it looked like the droid didn't mean to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it came down slow, but yeah, it did look I mean. Come on, players, players, players fuck up too. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> okay. And then uh, they use that to find out uh, where to go. Yeah, go and back so, to Sabine, let her figure it out. Yeah, they took it back to Sabine. Uh, she figures out where they are. And so. There was a lot of there. There was then some just straight up politics type shit with uh you know the empire being dissolved and folded into uh you know the good guys and them saying you know like there's no more uh there's no more empire activity. All of these people are just employees. They don't care about loyalty. Like uh-huh. that, that that was good shit. Yeah. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about that or is there anything there to talk about? So we see this in uh God, what was I just watching? Was it Mandalorian? I think it was Mandalorian. Hmm. So I, I think it was Mandalorian. I have to, I'm doing a callback in my brain here. So when the Empire was destroyed, you gotta remember how they set up their structure. The Galactic Republic, for all of its good, was a completely flawed system. They didn't care about their people. They surely didn't care about their people. And people suffered, people were poor, people were, you know, whatever. The Empire was worse when it came to, like, discipline, but they were extremely structured. If yeah. you were, you got paid. If you were part of the Empire, you got paid well. Now, you were monitored like crazy, but people liked that. If you were in power, you actually had power and could be corrupt and do all these different things. And people got kicks off that. They did. And it's like the experiment where the prison, like, regular people are put into a, a prison. And some people are assigned guards. Some people are assigned prisoners. And that experiment turned out with people killing each other. And it was terrible. But that's how the empire worked out. So you have these employees that are just employees. They don't care. They just want to get paid. That are loyal to that power structure because they crave it. Right. They, were, they were allowed to be greedy. They were allowed to be abusive. They were allowed to do this and that. It's like the worst of the worst of the worst of people the empire brought out. 
pure Sith, like pure dark side energy was flowing everywhere. Stuff is addicting. Like being a good guy in the Star Wars universe is a rare thing because when dark side energy is everywhere, you know, that's just how it's, that's how it gotta be. So it's gotta be. <laughs> I will say that entire scene, I loved it because it reminded me of Andor. It reminded yes. me of like very much like politics. And like you mentioned, like Andor's kind of more empire. Like you saw, like you literally, you had to have credits. Like if you was walking by, they checked you like, wait, what are you doing here? You know what I mean? It was very like structured. So that, that whole that whole scene was dope to me. And like the hell he just, first of all, first of all, it's a Jedi there. So why the hell would you think you could pull out a, a, a gun and shoot a Jedi? Like that was stupid as hell. Yeah, I don't, I mean, you know, they... For the Empire, like nigga, yeah, you like, to die. Like, really think who announces things before they shoot? I just right. you know what? I, I will say, yeah, I, say, I, I hate that trope. Like they announce it and right you know, before they do it. Nobody with a gun can aim in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, not in That's Star true. Wars. For real, yeah, not in Star Wars. That's facts. Oh man, have we talked about the people in the uh, in the clan hoodies? We, do we know who they are? The, people, uh, the, the two, the two people in the hoods. In the hoods, uh, that I and mean, obviously so called fighting on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Oh, that's who they were. Yeah, yeah. Balin is yeah. British. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know these, people, are, these people's names, true. bro. They got some names on them, like uh, like Webby said. Well, I told, <laughs> and I don't, I don't remember what her name was. I just kept calling her Darth Sia because she had like the Sia haircut. Yeah, I think she it, did. I think her name is Spencer. Got a nickname for everybody. <laughs> He'd be rolling them out. Um. I think I think her name is Shin. I'm pretty sure it's Shin. I I try not to look again, but um, that's fine. Yeah, the, the, the people for right now. Well, there we go. Well, Darcia and my boy Balin are mercenaries. Currently, yeah. all they do is, and that's why you see the lightsabers are red. They don't fight for pure intentions. They are not Jedi. So when your heart is corrupted, the dark side takes you. Your your Kyber crystal will turn. It turned. They're not Sith. By any means, I would not call them Sith. I would just call them mercenaries. They are Force-sensitive mercenaries. That's what that is. And you see that. People that survive Order 66, they go into that type of work. That happens. I mean, you feel it. I mean, you're saying, I'm trying to get paid out here. But I imagine, and this is just a foreshadow, if Thrawn comes back and decides to empower them, the rule of two will be active again. Yeah. Of course, you know, all his turns out, but you know. Just saying, we could we could see that we could possibly see that. I like how like you know Balin like when she told him, Ahsoka's coming. She was like, "Oh, it's unfortunate. Like I don't want to have to kill a Jedi." You know what I mean? Like that's how you could kind of tell. Okay, they're still they ain't all the way Sith. Like they not all the you know what I mean? They they respect the Jedi way and all that stuff. So correct. That was cool to see. I was in that same boat. Like whenever he said it'd be a shame to kill her because there aren't many Jedi left. I was like, exactly. The fact that you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Let's me know that you are not a Darth, yeah. right? No, there's no, it's not, it's not really evil. It is corruption, but it ain't really like a sense of evil. The right and wrong is like, ah, man, that's really inconvenient. I don't want to kill one of my own, right? But you know, yeah, like the, the mo- fact that they're still his own, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, like, good I, point. Good point to his character. Yeah, I, I like, I like that. I mean, yeah, I like that. David, I do have a question. The uh, Hu Yang. I did like the part where he explained like the lightsabers because I was always like the different type of lightsabers and all that. Did he create? Did he was he a part in creating a lot of lightsabers or like 
obviously he just takes the crystal and like creates builds them i guess no not at all so uh this was an episode in clone wars in the later parts we jump to a young group of younglings um mm-hmm. that are being trained by yoda i'm trying to recall the whole episode in my head it's a really good one actually you had a little wookie youngling you had like different type of races and yoda takes them to this planet to have them search out for their kyber crystals, the ones that call out to them, um, and then return with their new kyber crystals. Upon returning with the kyber crystals, they hop back in the ship because while they're holding it, their force ability is being imbued on the kyber crystal. They're making it theirs. They're bonding. It's a whole thing. And they come back to the, the Jedi temple, and there's a droid there. Like, uh, how do you say this man's name? Somebody said it again. Who Yang? Yeah. Ooh, yang. There we go. So young. So, yeah. <laughs> so young. <laughs> that was a good reference. We'll be waiting for the younglings to come back and teaching them how to assemble their hilt, how to assemble the crystal, the battery, all of it together. Okay. Now, now, now that you explain that episode, yeah. I literally see it in my head. Okay. I he forgot all about yeah. that one. They come back to the okay. temple and the droid teaches you how to physically put it together. Yeah. And you have to force put it together. That's so right. you'll look at all the pieces with the force and assemble it and disassemble it, almost like assembling and disassembling a gun. Like it's the same thing. That right. was he was one of the droids that taught the younglings. That makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. Let me ask, do you think the uh how many episodes is this? So six six episodes, right? Do you think uh the Mandalorian is gonna show up? Because I feel like Disney has been like trying to put him in every show. I, I don't it's supposed to be eight episodes, but don't oh is it eight? I thought. It yeah, was I think it's a. Wow. Oh, okay, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really want him to show up. I think that, was that would, that. I think I would interfere with his own storyline at this point. Like when Ahsoka showed up, that made sense. When Luke showed up, that made sense. But at this point of Ahsoka's journey, because she's already done that, it would be a waste, and it wouldn't make sense canonically with what's going on. So, do I think Disney will do it? Probably they like doing stuff like that. Do I think it may hurt the story? Definitely, unless more yeah. detail. Because we're talking about intergalactic, not not inter, extragalactic travel, traveling to a completely different galaxy. He ain't gonna be there. How are you gonna show up? Oh, hey, we're in a portal into the Mando. Oh, look, Bo was here. Like that, you know, those <laughs> crossover episodes where they just so happen to be there. Yeah, nah, that that I don't think that I should can... happen. So good. I mean, with Sabine being a Mandalorian, you could kind of that's why you could, that's you, why you could stretch it. Yeah, you could stretch to like some way or another. A Mando clan was out there, and they pulled you up. Ain't on gonna them. catch oh. that girl saying this is the way. It ain't no way. I mean, that's true. <laughs> they, they're gonna hear they about might a, pull up on her. She be Grogu. taking her helmet off. There's gonna be something related with Grogu. Watch, huh? I hope they something don't. related. If, Grogu. If, yeah, if he shows up, I'd be more mad about that than. Mando, Mando, I'd be what? like, all right, what is Grogu, the baby like, doing here? Yeah, like, what, the, what the fuck are we doing? We're just trying to sell toys at this point. I, I was gonna say he's gonna have a whole new outfit just so they can sell more toys. <laughs> you already no. know, bro. Yeah. Time skip Grogu right there. Time skip Grogu. <laughs> so I have another question. Okay. Um, you know, kind of going through the second episode. Uh, what is the eye of Scion? Uh, the Eye of Scion is a callback to a Children's of the Force story, I think, if I remember that correctly. It's been a long time since I've read anything like that. But when they said Eye of Scion, like my, like my, my brain lit up. Like, I've read this somewhere. 
Uh, it's a callback to a children's story um, about a mystical ship. Now, the ship that they show out there is a piece of old, pre-Old Republic technology. As you see, the hyperdrive that they transport is massive. It belonged to a Star Destroyer. As like, If you look at the Star Destroyer, they're shaped like a triangle. In the back are like the three main thrusters. That hyperdrive is about the size of the middle one, the biggest one. So the Eye of Scion is a, I'm assuming, extra, a ship that's capable of galactic travel with multiple hyperdrives on it. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a callback to an old um, old piece of literature. I think it's like a children's story or something like that. It's not a legit children's story, Eye of Scion, but like what characters in Star Wars would tell their kids about the Eye of Scion, like that type of children's story or whatever. Also dealing with Darth Scion? Darth Scion? Does it deal with it? I just Googled I Scion and this person popped up, Darth Scion. Mm. Uh, possibly. Like I, I don't have a whole lot of information on the Eye of Scion. I feel like right. is the Eye of the Sun a thing? Obviously, they like you said, they put the hyperdrive in. I feel like mm-hmm. I saw we saw that. I don't know why I feel like an Obi-Wan. Uh, because if that. you if you start episode three, yeah. Um, that's what they use a version of the eye of Sion. like that whole ship is called the eye of scion in episode three the jedi cruisers or the jedi um fighters yeah they're jedi fighters that they use for uh battle in space have their own separate hyperdrive eyes of scion sit out in space they go and dock to it and that's how they do hyperspace travel which i think is a bit ridiculous considering how great technology is but that's what they use. So they have to tra- teleport, not teleport, but travel a great distance, like from one side of the galaxy to a complete other side of the galaxy, then yes, they'll use that to travel. And okay. the Eye is built just like that. So yes, that that's another thing I got when I first saw it too. I'm like, so the big ship in the middle is supposed to show up? How does it work? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I was like, I know I've seen this before. Um, but yeah, um, I definitely prefer when they just hit the gear and, you know, hit the, hit the hyperdrive, but I get it. Is, is, that the scene, is that the scene where you can they like hit it and then you'll just see like stars like start to like go Correct. real fast them? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're entered uh light speed travel, which that's the only way you get through travel in the galaxy is light speed anyway. And if you have to do a long trip, instead of seeing stars, you see like this rainbow effect around you mm-hmm. saying that you're like in hyperspace, because hyperspace is not actual space, it's subspace, and that's how Correct. you travel. This is That's how you see them whales. Yes. So those whales. There are a, a couple of creatures in Star Wars lore, and we saw them in Rebels. That means we're probably going to see them here uh, in Ahsoka. I hope they do. That'd be a terrible mishap to not bring those back. That's how those creatures are some of the rare creatures that can travel through hyperspace. Just naturally. Their bodies just do it. They jettison. Right. Like a, how a squid moves through water. That's how they travel through space. Their tentacles grab space and push it behind them as they float, which makes no sense. Oh, that sounds that actually sounds kind of cool. Right, it makes Just it seem like space motion. Yeah, we they saw him in uh, is it Mandalorian? Like he's tra- he's traveling in hyperspace, and you see some whales in the background. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You do see him in the background. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm still I'm still halfway through season two. Jesus Christ! All right. Yeah. <laughs> there are too many shows. I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of Star Wars, so I'm gonna say we, we watch, bro. We watch Secret Invasions, bro. 
(laughs) 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 Like, there's no excuse. We we watch Secret Invasion. You could tap in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay. So, all of the, I guess, evil folk that we see, um, is it pretty safe to assume that they were hired by Lady Morgan? Yes, because Lady Morgan was a magistrate and had ties to a bunch of money, which doesn't make sense if you think about how she was introduced in Mandalorian. But she has a bunch of money and a bunch of sponsors, which I'm imagining are these um, warlords like we saw in the Mandalorian um, that are providing funds for all these things to happen to bring back Commander Thrawn. Man, super respected in the Empire. And Should we talk about Thrawn now? Yeah, if yeah. you want to talk about oh, Thrawn. Because I, the, the whole goal of this has to be to bring him back from wherever he was quote-unquote banished to. Let me go ahead and Google him, see what it looks like. All I'm right, trying, to Jordan, I'm trying to avoid it. You've seen Game of Thrones, right? Right. So think of like, I always think of Thrawn like a Tywin Lannister, right? Tywin Lannister is like the Lannister's dad, right? Correct. Yeah. Super smooth, calculated, don't think out of emotions. He's always like two steps ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. kind of what Thrawn is like. Dude is just gotcha. always ahead of everybody. He don't. I, Dave, you correct me if I'm wrong. Like he don't be like. He's not like the bad guy where he like literally does it himself. He's more of like the. I'm three steps ahead of you. Now you've been caught into a trap that I set a long time ago or something like that. I, I think you guys posted on the uh, Facebook page. Create your own Sith trope or whatever. Yeah. To me, Palpatine and Thrawn. Without any of the other force users, like just just give me Palpatine and Thrawn, and and the rebellion is over with. It, it truly is. I mean, <laughs> yeah. nobody else messing it up though. Between Palpatine's manipulation and Thrawn's cunning, like that, there's no winning. Palpatine seventeen steps ahead, where your negatives or his positives, he can flip it, and Thrawn is thinking about the other seventeen steps in the opposite direction. So, like, ain't no winning with those two. He's a genius tactician, a right. genius. Um, this uh, that's why I like them so much. Dang, Spencer, we messed up. How so? Uh, when we um, has the episode come out yet? Uh, the blue when we talked about our blue characters, that one hasn't dropped yet, huh? No, we have not. We've not dropped that yet. Thrawn better be on that list. You can get a comment from me, (laughs) right? (laughs) I have not seen Thrawn, so I learned right now that he's blue. <laughs> ah, yes. Thrawn oh, yeah, is a part of a, uh, yeah. a race of people called the Chiss, C H I S S. They are known for blue skin and red eyes. He's got black hair. Oh, Mystique. Oh, so yes. say, sound like he looks like Nightcrawler. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I'm a Nightcrawler. Yeah, uh, Mystique, well, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler got yellow, yellow eyes. Come on now. Think about that, but give him but red eyes. Mystique um, doesn't have black hair. She has whatever hair she wants, but she feels like it. Yeah, man, come on now. She can do what she wants to. But yeah, uh, he uh, he literally worked his way up to being an officer, and uh, they called him Grand Admiral. So that's the top yeah. of the top. Yeah. And oh, so, I was, uh, I was, what did we say? What is that the, is that the is that the same title we gave the last person? Of the no, he was the last grand, episode we did. He was the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is the Grand Admiral. Yeah, totally different. What? Yeah. Is it just is it levels to it? Like who's above who? Uh, so technically, if you have, let's just use Palpatine. If you have Palpatine at the top as the Emperor, um, the Grand Admiral is in charge of the entire space fleet. The Grand yeah. Inquisitor is in charge of 
all inquisitors and capturing Jedi's and killing babies and all these different type of evil shit. Not so today. okay, so but when were these so when were these characters created? Like, how come we haven't seen them in anything like any of the movies? Were they created after the movies? I assume. Uh, like, far like as Thrawn. like media goes, yeah, media. Yeah, so you in the originals, you're not going to see them because they're created after that. Thrawn's right. character. Okay, that's what I figured. Up in like the. 70s 80s or something like that so he he's a part of newer canon compared to the original trilogy he's not he's not an og character right gotcha it sounds like thrawn is the cfo and the grand inquisitor is like the coo they don't interact yeah this is the emperor is more the emperor emperor is like the founder uh grand admiral is like the ceo ceo of operations or whatever Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then kind of on the same level, but they don't interact at all. Is yeah, that grand uh inquisitor, which at this time, I guess, not even really a thing. Oh, yeah, nope, he, he's dead, he should, he should be yeah. dead. Um, so, do you think now that we have uh Ahsoka, let's say you know, the show ends, do you think Rosario Dawson's character will go be transitioning to the movies? I would like hope if we if we're if we're looking forward to new Star Wars movies, I would I would hope so. I do not think that's gonna be a thing. I'm pretty sure Disney is going in a complete different direction. Unless they just show up with an Ahsoka movie, which would be interesting because it'd be nothing but a filler episode if you think about anime. It'd be a, a filler yeah. movie. We already that's have the time. So um Ahsoka's she dead, right? Oh yeah, like, she did that. Yeah, she, yeah, like, it, yeah. What? That, that's why she was in episode nine. David talked about it. He literally talked about it. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot. I forgot. You don't need to play the tape, Jordan. There's so much going through my mind right now. This is all new information for me. This is <laughs> overload. I forgot. Okay, you did. You did <laughs> I'm going to buy you an encyclopedia, Jordan. I'm going to buy you an encyclopedia with all this knowledge and just give you some homework assignments. Yeah, we got to do some, some episode homework assignments. I will I say, know. all right, this, I just, I only know this because I follow the production part. I think the the goal is for it to be a Avengers style Star Wars movie, right? Thrawn, I think obviously Thrawn's gonna come back, obviously, in this show, right? Right. And then you make a big movie. I don't know how they're gonna get there. I think they're gonna do another Mando season before they do the movie. But the movie is kind of ties in Mando, Ahsoka. I don't, I don't oh, know so they are creating a movie. Yeah. <laughs> A filler episode movie. Well, I mean, okay, all right. I mean, it ain't gonna be a filler. It's gonna be like the the final again. It's like in game for Star Wars almost. Now, you could say, you know, you know, like more than me, but that that was like the the goal is for Dave Filoni to have kind of his like in game level movie, like Netflix did with the Marvel shows. Then, because remember they had the four shows and then they yeah, threw the Defenders. the Defenders in there. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. That's right. Yeah, just yeah, just like extra movie level. But yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, so wait, but who I, would be in there? So Ahsoka, uh, Mando, Ahsoka, Mando. I'm trying to think who else. Is, I'm trying to think who else who's even around in this timeline. To be honest, Ezra. So, yeah, Ezra. So if they do this right, Ezra comes back, and if Ezra comes back, that means the rest of the Rebel team comes back. Exactly. You have the Republic military because now old girl's a general. So that's dope. Um. Yeah. Wow, that's gonna yeah. be it. Uh, yeah. So that means at the end of Ahsoka, if what you're saying is correct, and the timeline is gonna work out with Thrawn coming back with some other Imperial warlords, 
with their own little miniature whatever, fighting off against Ahsoka, Mando, possibly Boba with a hey man. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Through. Yeah, I was gonna say possibly Boba. Yeah, this is um, this is what it feels like. I guess normal people feel when uh, we get to talking a whole bunch of nerd shit. <laughs> I have no idea what we're talking about. I mean, this is nerd this, shit. This, this I know, but I'm like, shit. I feel like I feel like I'm that normal person that like it's happening to me. Like you guys are just spewing out words. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they talking about, <laughs> bro. This is you being a casual, this is, right this is, now, bro. I know this is this is what it feels like. I got you. You Talk look like me. we named like fucking well, like, Kanan or know somebody. Any better. He, he does. But I'm saying know. we're we're naming Mando. You know who that is. You know who Boba Fett. Yeah, is. but I, I I barely know Boba Fett. Boba Fett. I mean, he was in the movies. He was before Mando. I know well, he was one in the green, right? Yes. Yes. Then, is that the one who had a son? No, that's the one. In the, blue. <laughs> the oh, one in the green that. is the son, <laughs> which oh, is not see, technically. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Oh man, I love it, bro. And you got to talking about Ezra. Like only Ezra I know is Miller, so I know he ain't showing up. You know, I'm on the LMG, definitely showing up on the LMG pro- podcast. I, I I think we need to have another segment. I know we got wrestling. I, I know we got DC. <laughs> We're about to have some more anime. I think we need a uh, school time sessions with Jordan. That's that's what we need. <laughs> school yeah. time sessions with Jordan. We just I catch agree. Jordan up on everything. <laughs> yeah, I definitely that would, agree actually, that. that would actually be pretty fun, honestly. Well, <laughs> now, David, uh, I mean, if you are, if you have interest in. Yeah, I know, dude. Yeah, you just fell into a trap, my boy. You, we we have an opening. <laughs> well, guys, know. thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <It's wonderful. laughs> yeah you, we have an opening. You don't have to apply. This is the about the who you know versus yeah, the like what you, you you've know. already interviewed. So <laughs> yeah, good. We just waiting if on you, the paperwork. If you want to oh, be a part Lord. of the LMG Podcast Network, yeah, it is a network. I'm sure, people, is- I'm sure people would love that. Uh, All right, guys, comment see. on Facebook if you want me to have my own podcast, and we'll see where we go from there. Now, bro, I, I guarantee if we put a poll up and ask that question, I guarantee you 100% people be like, yeah, let's do it. I don't know. If you got enough listeners, you're going to have to do a competition between me and Mr. Personal. Oh, no. He he admits you blow him out the water. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I might even pass, David. What? Ooh, Mr. Personal. Yeah, David. Yeah, Mr. Personal, I said it. Oh no! Ooh, that's that might be a little controversial. What's that, Eric Andre? The Eric Andre is like, whoa! Why would you say something so controversial? But yeah, (laughs) so So I got a question for y'all. In the in the second part of what I'm assuming is going to be considered episode one, um, what did you guys notice about the interactions between Morgan and her mercenaries? And specifically what I want to reference is the scene when they were on that planet when she opened the map and the Mm -hmm. scene where they were in the ship. Because to me, I don't know if you guys got the same thing, maybe just the inner nerd in me. Did you guys seem like they had an employer-employee type relationship or is it more of we're going to do what we need to and then take advantage of this when it suits us? Because it seems like Balin's playing a long game instead of a, yeah, what you do is get paid. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because, I mean, even when he asked her, he was like, Jedi didn't build this. Like, what? what is this? And that's when she kind of revealed who she was. Yeah, it definitely seems like an employee-employer type of dynamic where, like, the employee don't really have many details on who she is or, you know, what all she's doing. They know her plan, but they don't know who she is and how she's able to do all this stuff. 
And yeah, I think they're definitely like, hey, we're gonna get this job, we're gonna get this bag. But as soon as Thorne come back, like we gonna we gonna get in there, get in good with him, and forget about her. It felt like the apprentice was real skeptical. Uh, yeah, the apprentice was like, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I trust yeah. this lady. And Baylor yeah. was like, Shut the fuck up. We got shit to do. <laughs> yeah, he was sending her on errands, money. You like go to the grocery store. Come, come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do we oh, say? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, she was like, uh, she's a witch. Yeah, right. <laughs> we just cool we with that. Yeah, yeah I, I got that same feeling Spencer just said. I will say though the uh, the whole trope of sending the apprentice off to go do some stuff and they normally fail and come back. They didn't do that. That girl was successful. She she two for two. Yeah, uh, she, 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 she showed up, got stuff done, and left. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. she, she's problem. How'd y'all feel about the lightsaber fight uh, between Sabine and that uh, apprentice? That one, honestly, like I felt like that one was just okay because then we saw Ahsoka go one on or two on one with. I don't know. I'm like, yeah. yo, Ahsoka, come on now, get get the get the uh, first fight out the way. Let's go and get out yeah, the like, way. Get the draw, yeah, like, stop. Yeah, like let. And then yeah. when he uh, when he double sided, the I was like, okay, now we are about to do something. Yeah, right. I was like, you know what we are here for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he forgot who he was fighting for a second. Then he's like, "Oh, I might want to take this seriously." Yeah, or I I might let me get the second one. Yeah. yeah, let me let me go ahead and turn this other side on because uh, it's not looking good. Yeah, and, yeah, and again, she was just toying with him. She really was. She really was. He used the freaking HK droid as a shield, bro. In that was so him. fire to me. I was like, "Oh bro. my god!" <laughs> they was fighting around the droid. I was like, "That's fire." And see, that's that's the thing. I I feel like the one between Darthia and Sabine was just okay because I then immediately saw the one with Ahsoka <laughs> and Inquisitor, yeah. and that one was. I was like, "Ooh, this this is what I'm here for." Yeah, that's yeah, tough. This is what I like to see. That's so, tough. Yeah, yeah. That's a problem. I mean, she did defeat Darth Maul one on one. Yep. She and we gave... know that boy killed Qui Gon. She gave Vader, you know what I mean? Straight up hand to hand. He gave Vader a little run or a little run for her money. He, yeah. he, he, was, he was hurt. Even though she lost, he was hurt. Yeah, he was. He messed him up. Um, and I thought that was a great way to introduce, like, um, Hera and Chopper because they had to go, you know, obviously chase down the the uh, hyperdrive or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was really cool. I, I can't wait to see Ghost. I, oh I was God. pissed. We didn't get to see the ship. No, we Man, didn't. Because Spencer Jordan, like the ship the Hera was in, that's like the small ship that attaches to the big ship called Ghost, and that's like the classic ship for the Rebels. And so I'm, I'm excited to see when they like really show that ship. It's just iconic. It's been they used it all throughout Rebels, so it just has a I lot of lore. I would love to see them back in the main area where they all used to talk and see some oh, yeah. covered in spray paint and stuff like yeah. that. Would- That'd be tough. That'd be tough. So, and I'm asking this question just because, you know, I don't know anything. So we kind of talked about the org chart for the Empire. Um, Sindula kept being referred to as the general. Uh, Mm -hmm. General of what? I don't know. Because in in the Galactic Republic, and even in the you know, old Republic and I'm sorry, the Galactic Republic and then the New Republic, the titles are pretty much the same. Like 
when you go back to Clone Wars, you had Commander Cody. You had Commander this. You had Commander Kenobi. Commander Skywalker. There are no official titles that say you are the general of ground troops. You're the general of whatever. You have just now been promoted to title general, and that is it. And there's a bunch yeah. of generals. And I, and I asked that question because she said, uh, what the fuck you mean clearance? I'm the general. Yeah. What, oh, yeah, I know what she's talking about Is now. she the general of the fleet or the general of, because she, obviously she's just really good at flying. From, from when I... From what I saw and what I know in Rebels, I don't know what the hell she's a general of. Because when we see her, yeah, she's in like a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a regular command-esque type area. But we don't know what that's over. She could be a general of a fleet, for all we know. But a general of a fleet doesn't have high access security clearance. Like, that's yeah, like, that that part like, I was admirals, like. Admirals are higher than generals. So yeah. if she was an like, admiral, I'd be like, ah, okay, well, I, I see why. But she's a general, so that's not. Well, and that, that's yeah. kind of why I was asking because I noticed, like, I I didn't know if the ranking system was different, but I she was acting like she had grand in front of her title, yeah, Correct. but she didn't, yeah. No. And I, no. that's kind of because it felt like the it felt like the general of the of the air force was talking to somebody at the White House and like, no, I got clearance over everything. It's like, no, you're the general of the Air Force. That don't mean you got clearance to literally all things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I felt. I was like, uh, I don't know about that. If you, if you think about characters like, uh, just a throwback to the original trilogy, Admiral Akbar, the guy that's just, yeah. a like if that guy showed up, he's like, hey, I want to see this. I have clearance. Well, he's an admiral. He is the admiral or one of the main right. ones. So, He's got access. But you got to remember, guys, it's all smoke and mirrors, too, because old boy was still part of that secret faction of Empire sympathists. Yeah. So yeah. he could say classified and be lying straight to your face and then, yeah, oh, the Empire, die. Yeah. Well, yeah, but okay. I, I was just kind of wondering what general meant, and it sounds like it don't mean shit. It don't mean shit. It don't yeah. mean. I was, yeah, I found like a, I found like an orc chart of the Galactic Empire. Yeah, I don't really see general like that. Uh, look up a or chart for the New Republic because that's I think that's technically what she's a part of is New Republic. Uh, gotcha. I want to say fleet. I mean, but who knows? They didn't even give it like a specific. I think it was just filler, just to introduce her, honestly. Because if you think about that scene as she flies off to try and catch that thing, if she's a general and she's sending out a command, I'm, I was sitting here watching the episode like, wait a minute. Why don't you just say we have a code red scramble jets scramble whatever get this thing yeah. off the air. Right. Well, I well, I figured it was like an urgent situation and like somebody wouldn't have been able to get up there in time, so she just had to you know. Yeah, she said she had herself. to get it. She had to get to it before it hit. You know, the atmosphere. I thought, I thought it was a time sensitive situation, and that's why yeah. she didn't call for anybody because she didn't. They, they would have taken too long to get there or something. Like that. That's what I took that to mean. Yeah. That, 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 that makes sense, but it just shows you how unprepared they are, and that makes me irritated. So, so okay. Well, so the well, Republic. But also, she was under the impression that the Empire had actually been dissolved. Right. right. Had not. Yeah. So the Republic are the good guys, right? Yeah. Relative, but yes. Oh, okay, so it says Princess Leia is the president of the Senate. Currently, and they kind of yes. got her. Okay, so yeah, she kind of got the highest, but she's also tied with the Admiral Akbar. The Supreme mm-hmm. Commander. Yep. Okay, I see the oh. general now. I got gotcha. you. 
So technically, she should be in charge of the Senate in the New Galactic Republic till she leaves to go become an admiral when we have uh, the sequel trilogy show up. So right now, Leia is in charge. Luke is out here supposedly training younglings and starting a new Jedi Order. Leia is in the New Galactic Republic and, or I'm sorry, in the New Republic trying to get everybody set up and organized. So this is before Snoke and before the, you know, all that other stuff. Um, what was Snoke, what was Snoke's position? Snoke was the other shadowy figure in the sequel trilogy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I pulled the string. The big head dude. Yep. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, um, do we think? Because the rumor is Anakin is on this is in this show. He's gonna show up at some point. He is. They're I gonna have a flashback. How, yeah. Okay. I was like, is it gonna be a flashback or is it gonna be a? I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be a flashback of when he was her uh when she was his padawan but i didn't know how that would work i was under the impression that it would only be flashbacks because this is taking place between episodes six and seven so correct it is my understanding that anakin's dead correct he's he's a force ghost that can that can talk to her he can communicate with ahsoka as he currently is he has returned back to light in a ghost a force ghost so he can talk to her and i don't know if they're going to do that but the throwback episodes, from what I've seen in the pictures of like just sneak peeks or whatever, yeah, it's all gonna be throwbacks. Same the way they did in Kenobi. Yeah, that's what I was say because I feel like he had his. Yeah, uh, that's true. Um, so that would be dope. That would be dope to see. And for people who don't know, Vader died a good guy, right? Basically, correct. Right. He had his, okay, redemption, yeah. had his redemption arc at the last minute. Okay, the baby first turn. Yeah. Dude, once once an episode, you have to make a wrestling. Just you just have to make a wrestling after wrestling. Hey man, I, I I'm don't, trying to educate. I you. don't understand You've been it. Slow like, on this whole Star Wars stuff, so I gotta throw some out there. You understand? You know every episode, there's always some wrestling reference. I'm just like, you, you have to do it. That's you have a, to do that's, it. That's podcast promotion right there. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Okay, this is a cool little breakdown though of the um, the orc chart. Um, I didn't realize there's so many uh, titles. Within a new republic, but, it is uh, yeah. easy to get lost in lore in Star Wars. I promise you. Yeah, seems like I'm something I will be into, but um, Star Wars is kind of trash, low key. But uh, this, is, this is not, not plan. Hey man, uh, y'all, y'all, y'all looking for another melanated gentleman to join this regular podcast, Jordan? <laughs> on Star Wars, I may have to force choke you. I don't. Know. <laughs> As long as you don't you see my little wire coming up, I, I'm just saying though, <laughs> there's there's no reason there's no reason we shouldn't seen a wire in episode. Did y'all see it? Like after the I, I didn't go back to see it. I'm gonna go back and watch it to see if I can see. You said five minutes twenty two seconds. Five minutes twenty two seconds. You'll see it twice. Part like, one. It, that's yeah, episode one. Okay. It's a right. uh, that's that's terrible. Like I said, I like to think I'm the first person who noticed it in the world, but uh, yeah. Brandon was out here calling a movie budget. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, you're right. Budget, you're right. It's a movie on Tubi. The way I seen no, that wire. No, you wild. I bet you went even a wire too. I bet you. Oh no, it was def- It was definitely a wire. It was definitely a wire. Well, Disney might cool, hear this episode and edit that out. <laughs> that would be wild. If they did that, I would say if they did that, that would be wild. If they went back and did that, so, yeah. The, the LMG podcast got got strings they can pull. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. Uh-huh. She had that type of cool. 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. That is Spencer. <laughs> so, um, anything else on these two episodes? Fire. I'm excited to see where it goes. Hopefully, it stays at this pace and even revs up more. It gives us even more. But uh, pre-finish rating so far. Basically, just like pre, we'll do pre-finish and post-op. Pre-finish. Oh, we do like a prediction of the rating. Yeah, why not? Let me let me let me mark these down somewhere. Okay, I can go first. To well, I think this show. So, like to me, Obi Wan was like a overall was like a solid seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, gave us enough classic moments to it was like, okay, this is worth it. Mando was cool. Latest season was probably like seven and a half. This one, ah, bro, it's just too easy. It's too many layups. And then you got Filoni. You know what I mean? This is his baby. Mm-hmm. I think I think we might be messing with eight and a half. I would. I, I'm gonna give this an eight uh, because it gave me a lot of the stuff that I would want in a Star Wars thing. We saw some political bullshit. Uh, we saw some lightsaber goodness. Oh, political bullshit. <laughs> we saw somebody with a gun who can't aim. <laughs> <laughs> we saw droids being surprisingly sarcastic, and just yeah, like this is a. Uh, this, this is what I want if I'm going to watch a Star Wars thing. So it, it gave me all those things. I don't know what the rest of it's going to look like. Um, I am I would give it an 8, and I feel like 8 is how I'm going to feel through this thing. So, uh, yeah, I predict that I will give it an 8 at the end. Or I predict that it will be an 8 at the end. Gotcha. Uh, uh... I think for me, you know, these Disney Plus shows, uh, they start real well. And then, you know, towards that back end, they can kind of tailor off. So I'm going to give it an optimistic 7.5. For like, I feel like episodes four, three and four could be trash. Uh, maybe five and six can pick it up. So I'm going to give it a 7.5. All right. That takes fair. So if. If they stick with Ahsoka, like fight scenes with Ahsoka, interactions with Ahsoka, if they stick with Ahsoka and don't completely go into the deep end of Rebels, I'm going to give it an 8.7. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got to either got <laughs> Ain't no point sevens. You got to get an 8.5 or straight up zero, 8 point something. 8.5 or straight up zero. Who made these rules? 8.5 or nine. 8.5 or nine. You, you can't get the point sevens now. What you doing, man? They're not eight point seven six two three two. I can't do that. No, what is you <laughs> doing, baby? No, man, you can't do that. Fine, I will give it an eight point five. Hey, now stick by that. If they don't stick with Ahsoka and they deep off into the Rebels and make it a, a continuation of Star Wars Rebels, it's going to drop down to a four because that means that whoa, we're gonna whoa, whoa, we're gonna give one, and you got to give one answer to this guy, David. Oh, no, as, you know, I get my answer 8.5. Write it down, drop it down. That's Y'all blasphemous. That's a, that's, a, that's a wide gap. That's yeah. blasphemous, well, dude. Here, the expectation I have as, as a Star Wars purist, if you're going to title the show Ahsoka, make it about Ahsoka. That's, I mean, yeah, I said, a, I said the same thing with Moon Knight, so I feel now I, you have expectations of it. 
And then they don't deliver. You're like, what the fuck, bro? Why you name it that then? Now, I have all the confidence in the world in this director, but I'm just being a a cynic, a bit of a cynic. My thing is, she was part of the Rebels. Like, so... Nah, she was not a part of the Rebels. So you don't want the... So you don't want Ezra to have an episode. Oh, Ezra's coming. Ezra's gonna be here full force. This will be a Star Wars Rebel thing. But... I know Ezra's gonna be here, but you don't want Ezra to have his own... Like, you need this to stay Ahsoka. I need this to stay Ahsoka. Because when Ahsoka showed up in Rebels, it changed the show. For better. Well, if you (laughs) call it Ahsoka, I'm not trying to have Ahsoka and the Rebel. It's like, what's that movie called with the Temptations? Is it called the Temptations? Yeah, it's called the Temptations. The Five Heartbeats? Nah, David Ruffin and the Temptations is what it's going to be if it's Ahsoka and the Rebels. Nah, I, I want just David Ruffin. I want my own solo show of Ahsoka. That's it. I mean, to see Otis. Anyways, I'm going to be honest with you. This might be a hot take here. But let's be honest, bro. The Rebels enhanced. And like, I'm going to do another wrestling reference, my nigga. But oh, <laughs> Ahsoka joined a faction that was already fall off on fire and then enhanced Ooh. her. Let's not act like Ahsoka came out of uh, was just the hottest thing. Ahsoka hit her prime. Ahsoka got her main popularity from joining Rebels. Damn. So, so I'm just saying, like, we can Look at Brandon schooling them. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, like it needs to if it's both, I'm happy. Like I'm not I, I've seen other I've seen other people have David's opinion on this. Like they wanted to just be a soaker going bitter, huh, Brandon? Tell them. No, they just wanted to go on her own little journeys and you know, it's just like, no, bro, like let's like we know Dang. why she's this popular. We know why she got her own show. My, 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 my young Padawan. Let, let me let me <laughs> Damn, he called you a Padawan. You gonna take that? Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me shut your ass up. <laughs> just over here trying to just yeah. make everything worse. <laughs> Instigating for why? Yeah. Uh, don't know what are we talking out. about. <laughs> Padawan. My, my, my young Padawan, hit me out for a second. The the reason the the lore caught up with rebels and Ahsoka is because Ahsoka was leading this underground organization called Fulcrum way before she joined up with that ragtag team. So, oh, I know about Fulcrum. It was just like a, it was like a throwing name out there. Uh, Fulcrum. Uh, who's Fulcrum? Uh, Fulcrum. We don't know who Fulcrum is. She shows up. She kicks it with Sabine. She kicks it with uh, Ezra. She kicks it with Hera. She kicks it with the rest of them. She builds a relationship with Chopper. Like that, that gave you like the star power of who Ahsoka was. Before that, it was just like, are right, you Anakin's little, you know what I mean? Grocery yeah, run person. Is that? Damn. No. Jordan, <laughs> shut, up, shut up, bro. Jordan, we're going to need another poll on the Facebook site. Go ahead and pop a poll up there for uh, me. Ahsoka, Clone Wars Ahsoka or Rebels Ahsoka? Let's go ahead and put it up there. Let the people decide. Yeah, Ahsoka. let the people decide, man. We so got to do question, that then. The question that I have. Um, I've heard that in Boba Fett, there is an episode or there's a group of episodes that are pretty much just Mandalorian episodes. Yep. It's the the final battle scene. Yeah. So you're saying that is what you do not want them to do. Uh, So in Boba Fett, which is an amazing series, when when the Mando showed up, it made sense. I've I've not heard that. I've. Yeah. I was like, wow. I heard the opposite. Yeah. That it did make sense for Mando to be there. No, no, it's an amazing series. The show got better. That's what better when what's called pulled up. Yeah, that's 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 my hot take. My personal opinion. I love the book of Boba Fett. I thought it was great. 
it was corny in a lot of areas, but overall, as a story, I think it was fine. Okay, it's it was a redemption arc for Boba it's from going that loan to being now in, like in control of people. You see a full turn. He's an older man. He wants nothing to do with his old lifestyle, but he's still a badass. Like I thought, that was cool. They messed up my dude Cad Bane though, and I'm 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 was pissed off about that. But that's that's, yeah. that's fine. But I thought it was solid. But no, I don't want to see Ahsoka turn into a giant cameo Avengers at the end. I personally do not. I would like to see it in a Kenobi style of Ahsoka doing the battling, a reunion with Ezra, her finishing off Thrawn. I would love to see all those things. But I have a feeling the world is going to turn out exactly how Brandon predicted. <laughs> and we're going to have this giant crossover throwback episode of Thrawn has escaped. Ezra's back. Somebody else is going to die in between now and then. We got the crew back. We're going to assemble this big thing and go after Thrawn in one giant feature length film. Congratulations. Bro, that's what you Damn. need. Davis sound old and bitter. Brandon yeah. is the young, newer model. You can't you can't be like Thrawn is this big mega uh threat and then kill him off in the end of an episode by one person. Come on, man. you gotta put the full put the full crew back together to go defeat this big time threat. Have you watched anime? Sometimes they'd be doing that. Yeah, that's why I'm watching anime. Brand doesn't believe in anime. That's why I watch anime, man. What's you know what? We need, Star, we need Star Wars anime. That'll that'll make him come over. Oh, I, I've been I've been saying that. I told him he should check out Visions because there were yeah, a couple I'm, episodes I'm on Visions that felt like a, a anime. Yeah, I watched that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. I think I think we if we especially if we get the you know Rebels reunion or if we go just Ahsoka, whichever. Either way, I think it'll be fine. But multiple seasons coming for sure. Yeah. Um, the League of Melanated Gentlemen. Thank you for your time. Of course, yeah. good sir. Yeah, we appreciate it for sure. Um, well, if there isn't anything else, you know, we have our little saying: "We'll never duplicate it." Always appreciate it, and forever melanated. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>